Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. Now let's get on with the show. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We made it. We made it to the end of season 12. Hey. <laughs> Yay, we arrived. I think we all deserve a round of applause because this has been, it's been a very good season, but it's been a long season. I feel like we've kind of reached the end of a marathon. Not that I know how that feels like, or ever will. But yeah, it's been... How long has it been? Like three months? When did this start? Feel, <laughs> 2015. That was it. <laughs> it feels forever. It does feel like an incredibly long... But it hasn't gone on technically longer than other seasons, has it? Or not? Is it really not? I guess just time has become such a weird concept lately. Um, but the, the, all of this season was in lockdown, wasn't it? There wasn't, or did lockdown start a few weeks in or something? I can't even remember. I can't remember anything. I can't remember last week. Where are we? It's been, I feel like we've been in lockdown for two months and this has been on for three months. Is that right? I've been in lockdown since March, early March. So, and it's early June. So forgive my maths, but I think that's three months. But I was very premature with lockdown as usual. I like to start things early. I've heard from your boyfriend you're premature. How would he know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we have our first ever um, Zoom finale or online finale, however we're going to call it. Um, so I thought that this was going to be a shit show, but an entertaining one. But actually, I think it worked quite well. I thought they were so creative with the, you know, the obstacles they had and the tools they had. The obstacle of not being able to show Rue's face, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. <laughs> And no one mentioning it. Talk about elephant in the room. The masked elephant in the room. Um, they, we start off the finale with Bring Back My Girls. Bring Back My Girls, yeah. which is a new RuPaul song. And I just love the fact that basically they're running out of the big catchphrases from the show to turn into songs. <laughs> I feel like the next release from RuPaul is going to be In light of recent events, Sherry Pie has been disqualified. Just set to like a massive beat, like <laughs> doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Uh, but we get that in the background while we see all the eliminated queens do what would have been their kind of, you know, they come back at the finale and they do one last runway. Yes. So we get that. So who are your favourites of this showing? Girl, i got to be honest, Miss Aiden Zane was serving it. I know, who saw that coming? In a season full of surprises, Aiden looking good is the biggest of all, perhaps. Oh, um, no, she looked gorgeous. How do we even describe this dress? Is it kind of... I don't know. It's just a bit gothic, a bit huge, like massive glamour. I was getting Queen of Hearts vibes from Alice in Wonderland. That's a better description rather than mine. And I quote, massive glamour. <laughs> you can tell <laughs> I did a fashion degree. Um, I also thought, I mean, I could have seen it coming a mile off that Dahlia would do some sort of broccoli reference. I feel like that was written into a contract at this point. But she did look good. So it's like, finally, you turned it into fashion, darling. Dahlia looked gorgeous. And then with Jan, I didn't even know that was her at first. I had to think for a while, like, who is that? It's Jan! <laughs> doing, doing Edward Scissorhands. I know. I, I thought it was really cute. And she had a mask, so she's the only one who, apart from RuPaul, actually did the mask. Mm. Um, so she kept it, kept it safe. And then we get to our top three. So the looks we had from them was the, I think, already iconic Crystal Piñata. Hated it. And then we had Gigi. <laughs> Did you hate it? Oh my God. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. Spill the tea. <laughs> what did you hate? It wasn't a, it wasn't a piece of clothing. If she'd done like a pinata inspired dress or like a by look, but this was literally a pinata. It was like a pantomime horse. <laughs> it just wasn't like a piece of clothing. It's like, no, you don't, you don't just stick a pinata. You make a dress inspired by a piñata. You don't just literally wear a piñata. It was so literal. It just annoyed me. So if, if you'd seen her, would you have beaten her with a stick? I would have. <laughs> just... Give me some candy. <laughs> I, 
I have to admit, I, I loved it when I saw it, just because it's hard to not see someone dressed as a piñata and smile. But then when I watched it the second time, I was a bit like, I do kind of agree with you in terms of, I mean, Crystal herself says, I like to do things and question whether it's drag or not. But yeah, at some point it's like, would you have come down the runway dressed as such a giant piñata? It's not very practical. It's not really fashion. But I think Crystal does everything in a way that's so charming. It's hard not to love it. Sorry, that was my beep. Yeah. I'm beeping. It's my curfew ankle going off. Um, <laughs> I also wasn't crazy about Gigi's. She did like a crinkly blue dress and yellow hair. I assume as everything with her, it's a reference. I didn't really know what reference it is. So maybe that's why. Did not like it. No, I mean, she looks good. She never really doesn't look good. But I, ju- I guess she sets such a high standard. I always expect um, her to top herself and she never really does. Probably because Crystal's topping her. And then uh, we get Jada is the universe. I loved this look. Hated it. (laughs) I have to say, I hated all three of the top looks. Well, at least that's fair. That's equal. I didn't like any of them. I thought you would not come down the runway in there. I think for Jada, it was just so... I just wanted a full-on pageant gown from Jada. I just I I guess maybe they're taking advantage of the fact this is a different finale. So maybe they wouldn't have won... Actually, Gigi probably would have won that. But maybe Crystal and Jada have picked their outfits knowing that it's only going to be shown on a webcam. Just look like... It looked like a GCSE science project. We have to make the universe or, like, make an atom. I was not here for it. Well, I liked it because it's something different from Jada. It's a bit more conceptual. It's, like, a different silhouette. and Because f- she, as we both said in the... I can't remember what episode it was, when she wore her f- other finale gown. It was just a bit, like predictable from her so i like that she stepped outside of the box oh my god i never get an email i'm getting all these emails on air i'm sorry about this that is definitely the last one who emails on a sunday psychopaths is it from alison mossy don't open it. <laughs> i only already sent my nudes what more does she want <laughs> a cease and desist i don't want these nudes um so then we get the most controversial look of the finale as we already mentioned rue's mask um is is the whole mask thing growing on us yet it just, I just wish they would have made a joke or mentioned it. It's the fact that they didn't mention it at all. It was like, oh, come on. I think this was a step down from last week's mask. So we already, the world already hated that one. But this one I thought was actually very unflattering, which is weird because it's black and like studded. But something about it made Ruth's face, I thought, look quite swollen. Unless her face is swollen. When he goes into that eyeball filter, what was that about? That was weird. I think, I think that was a decision because of what I just said. So I think because of Rue's face, I don't think it looked very good in the mask, but putting it in the eyeball just meant you saw her eyes and mouth and you didn't really see the silhouette. Wait, were you a plastic surgery conspiracy or he can't do his own makeup or both? Oh my God, I got another email. I'm really sorry. All um, right, busy boy over here. They're all from the same person. Um, so they might just keep going on. I really apologise for this. Is it penis enlargement? <laughs> yeah, I need three. Um, yeah, I think Rude has had work done. I mean, I think Rue probably always has quite regular work done. So I don't think that's necessarily a reason. So I think maybe when she's got a makeup team, even when she's in a boy look, they part of their job is to cover that up. So I just think without that, maybe she's had to go full on mask. And maybe she's just doing it out of spite because everyone shaded it last week. She's like, well, fuck you, I'm doing it again. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, we all thought she'd make an effort, didn't we? Um, I knew she wouldn't be in drag, but I, d- I didn't think... Um... So, yeah, I did expect another mask, actually, to be fair. I um, thought she so... might go big on the finale. No, you don't want to see RuPaul doing her own drag. Uh, look up an old episode of The Weakest Link celebrity that she was on. I think that is what Ru would look like if she did her own drag. And we don't want to see that in HD, OK? We've been through <laughs> enough this year. 2020 has not been kind. Um... So, Charlie, who did you think at this point, we're entering into the finale, was going to win? I think... I think I discounted Crystal. Mm-hmm. I think... I think I was pegging Gigi for the win. Really? I was adamant that Gigi was not going to win. Um, I mean, I didn't actually, at the beginning of the finale, get to have this, because... Very sadly for me, I did see a spoiler (laughs) just an hour before. So I woke up on Saturday morning at like seven o'clock, which was a big mistake. And then I knew I had an hour to wait till Drag Race. I thought, oh, I'll just kind of keep myself amused till then. That sounds like masturbating, but that's not what I meant. I thought I'll just... 
I'll just, <laughs> yeah, so I still had 58 minutes to fill. And then, um, but obviously I knew I had to avoid social media and I was doing it. But then at one point my, you know, on your phone, your fingers just sometimes go into autopilot. Yeah. So you didn't even notice, I didn't consciously decide to go on Twitter, but my fingers went on Twitter. And then straight away it was Jada saying, we won Drag Race, y'all. And then, so it was, it was a spoiler. I did wonder if maybe they'd done another double crowning and... She said we. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not a full spoiler, but I thought they cannot have done a double crowning. So I'm pretty sure Jada has won. So I didn't really get the full experience. But just from paying attention through the week, it really felt like the fandom just did not want Gigi to win. Yeah, where has this kind of anti-Gigi-ness come from? I know, again, like there was that Britney remark, but surely it was more than that. Oh, I think it's, yeah, way beyond that. Well, I think on a surface level as viewers, I think it was the fact that... Gigi came across a little bit cocky during the season. And I think when you're a young, like, skinny white queen, like, uh, confidence can be a bit of a dangerous... I mean, it's an asset, but it also can really turn people off. And I think we've seen it in the past with Aquaria and Violet, but I think both of them, they had kind of storylines on their season that kind of redeemed them from that. They were kind of brought the tea at some point, got into big arguments, and then kind of showed some sort of growth and like oh no maybe I could be nicer maybe I could be more aware maybe it could be this and I think that's what got them their wins and I think Gigi just didn't get that narrative arc that I mean she showed a bit of vulnerability so that was in the tv show and then I think outside of the tv show and particularly this week which is what I really thought was going to clinch it for her not winning whether ever a chance was there was a bit of a controversy earlier in the week because obviously we all know what's going on in America right now with the death of the murder of George Floyd and the repercussions that's had and protests and um, Gigi has admitted she's not very political she admitted it in the political challenge and she's also admitted much like Valentina she doesn't really like social media but she did tweet this week it was on the day I believe that George was killed um so excited for the finale this week I can't breathe which most people are assuming obviously is not a reference to the video of George dying when he said as a police officer was kneeling on his neck I can't breathe but immediately she was kind of brought to task is that the right term everyone was having go at her saying um that was really inappropriate um that's really tone deaf and I think there was kind of already a growing feeling that Gigi, in, in a year like this with coronavirus and the election and even Sherry Pie, that the winner of this season needed to be someone who was a bit more politically engaged. And then I think that just ended up being a really bad example this week of why she maybe was not the right choice. So everyone on Reddit was just kind of saying there's no way Gigi's winning after that. She probably wasn't going to win anyway. <coughs> And it just felt like with the Black Lives um, Matter movement being so prominent. I mean, I definitely don't think... A lot of people are saying that Jada won. Sorry, spoiler, but obviously Jada won. Um, that that could have played into it. I definitely don't think that is the case. And it, it, we shouldn't discount Jada's win. But just with everything that's going on, it just it added a whole extra element of something feeling like it would have been very wrong for someone like Gigi to win and something very right about Jada winning. Yeah. Um, so sorry to give all that <laughs> huge backstory, but I, that's the feeling I had going into it. I did still wonder, as a, as I have been saying in recent weeks, I did wonder if Crystal might just suddenly overtake it. But I think she would have had to have really Sasha Valud in the finale and killed it to have done that. Whereas I think basically it was Jada's to lose. I think it, she, as long as she kind of delivered everything to an adequate level, Jada was going to win, which obviously she did. And also, if you, judging by last week, also not the reunion, the week before, you could tell Crystal was not a lip sync assassin. Yeah, although, as I said, because my friend who is on TikTok said Crystal was very good on TikTok, which may benefit her. And I do think it did uh, in the bit where they got to do their own concepts, which we'll get to later. But yeah, you're right. In terms of traditional lip syncing, it just does not seem to be her strong suit. So we get a little introduction to the judges who are kind of part of this episode and we see Michelle Visage and her husband's blurry asshole. <laughs> Have you watched Michelle's BBC Three show? How's your head hung? No, I haven't. Everyone says it's good. Is it good? It's actually really good. I just put it on. I think it was hung over the other day and I just put it on. It's actually really well done. What is the like premise? It's just her at home doing a kind of like, not variety show, but she does like bits to camera. She has some celebrity interviews. She interviewed um, Jade from Little Mix. 
She does some games with her husband. She talks, goes through Twitter questions. It sounds really... It sounds shit. I just feel like it, it genuinely is. So they've been really creative. Whoever's produced it and just been like, okay, we've got limited resources and stuff we can do. How can we make a really dynamic an interesting show. I was genuinely impressed by it. I was like, you've taken a half hour show and actually filled it up with just, you know, fun little bits. Oh, that's well good. Done, Usually you, those type of shows do not work. Like you t- they always take a star like Gemma Collins, who does really well being entertaining when she's like in distress on other shows. And then they give them their own show where they're doing their day-to-day life and it's always really boring. It's like, no, you need to see her like having a meltdown in the street, not just like going shopping. Uh, that's good that Michelle is not being boring with it. Is her husband hot on the show? Because he seemed like he might be hot from his little ass cameo. Yeah, and her husband's in it a lot because he has to film everything. Um, oh wow, I would like to see more into that dynamic I always assumed he was quite publicity shy And her kids are on it um, No, genuinely, I was genuinely really impressed by it How, I mean, I'm not, of course not Breaking Bad It's not The Sopranos but <laughs> <laughs> Just can't wait for so, next week um, But genuinely, some of these Zoom shows have been so shit And I watched that, I was like, oh, that was actually quite inventive and creative I might watch it tonight, but I don't know if I mean, are we drag raced out at this point But I'll try and squeeze it in um, there's a lot of squeezing stuff into this episode because there's a, bit, a lot of filler, let's be honest, and not just Rue's face. They've got like a little section where they talk about the celebrity guest judges watching the show. I'm not sure if we needed that. They've got Rachel Bloom looking 13 years old. Did you see that? Yeah, but with like enormous boobs. I thought they were showing a home video of her from her childhood for some reason. I was like, she looks a lot better when she's kind of made down, I think. She looks really young, but yeah, her breasts were obscene, really. We're not used to seeing huge breasts since Michelle's got hers removed, but yeah, this was quite a throwback. And we got Whoopi Goldberg, the actress mostly known from her appearances on Star Trek, doing a little cameo as well, so that was good. Um, And then we get to RuPaul doing chats with each of the finalists. So first he does a chat with Crystal over webcam, which must have been like a dream come true for RuPaul. Um, and we get another look, so they do different looks for this section. So Crystal's look here, how would you even describe this? Girl, I was not a fan. Ah, you have to like one look in this finale. I'm being very, I'm being very critical this finale. (laughs) It was like body horror. I felt like I was watching, she was like in a horror film, like mid, like The Fly, it was like mid-transformation. It was so discombobulating. That's what I loved about it. I thought it was quite arty because it just, like, it almost took your eyes a long time to figure out what it is. And it looked like, yeah, body. It looked gory, but it looked cool. And the makeup was really good. So I really liked this look. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. ma'am. No, ham, No, collard greens. No, I don't know that saying. I'm trying to do a, what's the name? Jaden Dior Fierce. <laughs> that catchphrase never really caught on, hence why I can't remember it. Um, we got a we got a video from Crystal's mum and dad, uh, the famous Trump supporters. No, she don't usually get on Drag Race, and they do look and sound like Trump supporters too. And, uh, RuPaul says they're gorgeous and glamorous, so clearly they were having technical issues with the Zoom call. Oh. But it's nice that um, to have that diversity, I guess. And then Ru asks if it's Crystal's real body hair. I'm like, come on, Ru, control yourself. Do you think Ru's aware of this whole thing of everyone thinking he fancies Crystal? I mean, surely he must do. But I don't think Ru really reads Twitter or anything like that. He doesn't engage with the general fandom. He's so he too might... busy fracking. Yeah, that's a full-time job. Because <laughs> even at the end, she goes, she's debarge and in charge. And you'd think, I think Ru thinks it's like a cute, fun... And I guess it is. Do you think they reached out to Elder Barge for a little video? Do you know like they did with like, Lisa Rinna and that? Do you think they reached out to Elder Barge for a little video? Video. They must have done, but then Elder Barge was like, "Who the fuck is Crystal?" <laughs> and Elder Barge is probably really pissed off because he's probably been tagged in all this stuff and is like, "I don't know what this is." So it's probably the bane of his life, and he doesn't want to encourage it anymore. Let me Google it. Elder Barge. How old is Elder Barge? He's fifty-eight. He's not that old. This is probably the what Craig David had with Bo Selector. Oh yeah, he might not even be online. He might not even be aware of it. His sales have gone up, haven't they? Yeah, he's uh, he's. They've gone from 12 to a solid 18. <laughs> and I'm sure I was streaming it yesterday. I love that song. Can they beat the rhythm of the night? Dance until the morning light. That's my version. Out soon. I'm scrolling through his Twitter. There's not a single mention of Drag Race, so he doesn't give a shit. Oh, really? Wow. We get a coronavirus-based video from the Queens. They're all lip-syncing to I Feel Blessed, which is um, another RuPaul song. I don't know if this is a new one. 
or an old one. I've never heard of it. I mean, I don't need to hear it again. It's not one of, not one of her finest. I think um, we would be blessed not to hear this one again. So Rue's trotting out some of the B-list material. And then we get, um, Rue does his talk with Gigi. And Gigi wears like a throwback vintage RuPaul look from MTV's Spring Break 1993. What did you make of this? Oh, wow. That is a deep dive. I know. Well, I only knew that because it popped up on the screen, the reference. I would never have clocked that myself. Um, did you like this look? Are you been consistently hating them? <laughs> Wait, let me remember what this look is. It's the one where Gigi had like big white dangly earrings that seemed to be made out of cardboard. Oh, I did like this one. Yeah, it was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. I mean, I think it was very strategic of her. And the whole finale was very strategic from Gigi, which is just like, RuPaul makes the final decision. I'm going to completely kiss RuPaul's ass. So I'm going to reference her in one of my looks. And then later, I'm going to do a full-on Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, which, as we all know, RuPaul can't talk about Wizard of Oz without crying. So she definitely played a smart game. And I even think with the earrings in this look, which were made out of white cardboard, if you look at them, they look so uneven. I think she did it intentionally so that we would know that she made them at home. I think she thought it was like a really cute, like, look at me, I'm in lockdown. I'm making all my stuff out of, like, haberdashery. (laughs) Um, So I think she did everything really knowingly. But do you think she was... They talked about the whole confident or cocky thing. Which side do you think she ultimately fell with? I don't think she's cocky. I don't, but I don't see what's the difference between her and Bob the Drag Queen. Bob the Drag Queen was confident. Yeah, um, I don't think she's too cocky either. I really admire her confidence, especially at her age. I mean, I understand sometimes it's off-putting. Like, I found it off-putting with Violet Charchki, but I found that because of her demeanour on the season, I just thought it was quite, like, hard-faced and not so much humour. But I think Gigi does everything with a bit of a knowing wink, so that kind of makes me... I, I think that forgives a lot. And I actually really loved it when she said uh, to RuPaul, this crown belongs to me. And I was like, I really like that kind of attitude. Yes. And she and she followed it by showing some humanity. She cried about her dad, which was not a story I think we got during the season. And I'm still not really sure what happened. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. I think maybe she just, again, strategically threw that one out at the end. I'm sure she gets on fine with her dad, but she's like, do you know what? It's the finale. <laughs> Me and my dad don't get on. It's just like, you might as well. Throw, throw everything you've got out there. And then we get uh, Rue's talk with Jada. Now, you cannot have not liked this look. Jada looked this fierce. This was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Bibi Zahara Benet is quaking somewhere seeing an African-inspired look done like this. So Jada's been, she's been talking very passionately this week on social media and she does it again in the final. She talks, talks about fighting for everything that you wanted. And I really loved this. I loved the fact that if I didn't know better and we didn't know Jada's story, I would have thought she came onto this season quite rich and established, had won a lot of pageants, had a lot of money and probably had loads of money to call up every designer she wanted and that all of her gowns cost a fortune. And she's kind of like, you know, someone like Courtney Act or, you know, one of the bigger queens who comes on and just has all those things at her disposal. But as it's got towards the end, it's become very clear that Jada has made everything and done everything herself. She had nothing. And she just kind of exudes this glamour, not to compare negatively to Chi Chi Devane, but Chi Chi Devane always made her narrative very much like, I've got no money and I, I can't do it. I've got no money, which is understandable. But Jada, it seems like, came from the exact same kind of background, but she has just made it work, and I just think it makes it its all the more awe-inspiring. She did all of this herself. And it's what really just made me want her to win in the end. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I can't believe she's from Milwaukee. What a small place. Is that also where Trixie's from? Trixie. Yeah, how weird. We've had two Milwaukee winners. <laughs> and it, didn't Trixie say that Milwaukee's known for serial killers? think so i mean i thought milwaukee i mean maybe it's from trixie i thought it was very like white and rural yeah but i think whenever they've she said it on the show everyone's been like milwaukee oh i didn't even notice that i didn't clock it at all um because i didn't think i was surprised i watched um what's the one with michelle Visage with the clothes watch you pack him yeah so i mean she said she'd only auditioned twice once for season seven and then this one. Oh, that's interesting i didn't know i hadn't can you guys hear that? It's an ice cream van. So if I disappear for 10 minutes... Oh, I want... Get me one. Get me a 99. 
Uh, we'll be going for a break right now, backing him up. No, I'm joking. Get me a screwball. <laughs> I think you've had enough screwballs for one year. <laughs> I used to love a screwball. Oh, so nostalgic. Oh. I don't think they exist anymore, do they? I used to love an oyster. Do they still do those oysters? Ew. Like... I've, I've never even heard of that in the ice cream world. Do you not get oyster and caviar in your ice cream truck? No. <laughs> I'm from Uddersfield. What do you think? <laughs> no, oyster is like, it's a, a wafer. Made, yeah, it's a wafer shaped like an oyster. And part of it was like dipped in chocolate and coconut. And then at the bottom was marshmallow. And then he'd fill it up with ice cream in the middle. Bitch, that sounds delicious. I wish that had reached Huddersfield. Sorry, I just got really hard then. <laughs> You got hard. <laughs> I got really hard describing that. <laughs> do you need a moment to finish? I do. Can we go for a break? Sorry. Yeah, thinking about oyster. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wafer, chocolate, coconut and filled with marshmallow inside. Oh, it was yummy. Speaking of getting hard, I got hard looking at um, Jada's dad and brother. <laughs> did you think <laughs> which one, if you had to choose, which one did you fancy the most? I go for the brother. You can have the dad. I do like an older man. What is it about Drag Race where everyone's brother is hot? Because Crystal's brother was hot, Dahlia's brother was hot, and I swear there's been hot brothers in the past as well. I can't think of any to mind, but it seems to be some sort of trend. Trend alert! Um, oh, also, I forgot to mention they're doing the whole what would you say to your younger self thing. Do you think this is out of a complaint that it wasn't included in the, real, in the main series? I don't really know who would have complained about that. I don't think anyone really misses it. But I'd, I'd mentioned before that I heard a rumour that they had done it in the normal season but dropped it because Sherry Pye had done one and they didn't want to include hers. So maybe they just sort of... Ruining everything. The Sherry Pye legacy lives on. Um, but Jada, as I did like, because hers was the most genuine, I think. She says to her younger self, I love you, I love you so much. And I was like, oh, that's just something so authentic about Jada. And that's what I think just makes her connect so widely. Um... We get a little video from Heidi about social distancing. Did you enjoy this? I, they give Heidi so many uh, favours, don't they? Do you think Heidi's... She's the new Vanjie, isn't she? That's exactly what I was going to say. She's getting that Vanjie, like, whatever you want, we're going to give you the screen time, all-stars thing booked, like, whatever you want. She'll be doing a walk around. Didn't Vanjie get that thing of, like, her being outside on the street? The what? Was it last year? Banji outside in the street, running around on the street with a microphone. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Um, was but, that her oh, yeah, cause that, It was her season because it was the finale, but she didn't make the finale. So, yeah, they, she ended up getting more airtime than anyone in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I bet she'll be back for All Stars. I really hope she's not for a while because I am sick of Angie, I'm not going to lie. But I am ready already for more Heidi on All Stars. Although I thought this video was fun but unnecessary. So I'm coining a new word like Widow Von Du. Fun necessary. <laughs> I haven't Googled it. Someone else might have already come up with that. <laughs> and then we get to the juicy bit, the first lip sync. So we spent ages trying to figure out how these lip syncs were going to work. And I don't think we guessed it correctly ever. But it works in three rounds. The first is close up. Did you like the way they kind of made this tournament? Yeah, I think, you know, again, you've got to give them leeway. That's be creative. And I think I didn't mind the close up one. So it's to bring back my girls and um, I, yeah, I liked it. I liked the split screen and because it's close up, you can really focus on each one. Although for me, I actually could not take my eyes off Gigi during this lip sync. I thought she easily, easily was the best. She had her little jerky movements and the eyelashes and I just thought she was so in sync with the song. Um, did you did you think Gigi won? She acted it. Yeah, no, Gigi won. She was properly acting it. Crystal, I wasn't even looking at. Crystal never clue where she was. Well, I was going to mention this because I've watched the lip sync, all the lip syncs, like, multiple times now. And I actually find, like, I cannot watch Crystal. And it's not because she's doing anything wrong. I just think there's something about when you have um, elaborate makeup, it makes it almost impossible to look at you during a lip sync. Because, you know, like, the lips are meant to be a focal point. And because she's got so much else going on, it's like, she can't really emote. It's because it's body horror. She looks crazy. But no matter what she's done through the season, her, her face has always meant that I just haven't watched her lip syncing. And I think it's similar problem to what Trixie had. Trixie obviously did bad in most of her lip syncs. And I think when your makeup is that distracting, it really works against you in these contexts, especially a close-up one like this. Do you think because it looks more like a mask than a face? Yeah, so. it's like watching Valentina lip sync with her mask on. It's like, 
take that thing off your face. Take that shit off your face, Crystal. Um, so I love Crystal's makeup, but it just, for me, it hinders her in lip syncing. So, but I thought Jada was good as well. I thought Gigi definitely won, but it was Gigi, Jada, then Crystal. Would you rank the same? I concur. <laughs> Thank you. Concur. <laughs> um, we get a memoriam to Jacqueline Wilson, uh, who is a producer on the show. And actually, this is the kind of bit that you would think, like, oh, fast forward through. But I actually loved this bit. I mean, it was a touching tribute. It was really moving, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? really sad. It was, but it was also, like, aside from being a lovely tribute, I thought it was also an interesting peek behind the curtain of, like, confessionals. Because we forget that there's even someone else on the other side. Um, so it was, yeah, I just thought it was interesting, almost like as a bit of documentary. But just to ruin the sentiment of it, I thought Monet looked like she'd had way too much lockdown Botox. <laughs> Did you clock that? No. Her eyes were like pulled up to her forehead. And um, I love the fact Vivacious, who was a bit of a weird addition, but she made sure to get her merch on in the background. She had all those fans. Mother? <laughs> Mother has arrived. But she had all those, like, hand fans with vivacious on them just for, like, sale. Um, I just love that she took that opportunity even during, like, a tribute to someone. We're going to have to go for a short break, mainly because I need the toilet. Is that okay? <laughs> no. We yourself. We yourself. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Right, I'll just be back in a sec. Sorry. Bye. Bye. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar... Q Club, Little Q and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. We are back um, and we have um, quite a shit bit of the episode, I think. They do like a voting performance uh, set to cover girl. Put some bass in your walk. Um, could you have done without this? Yeah, to so. Yeah. Cut it. <laughs> It's not very well written. There was weak rhymes. The, the message was strong, but the rhymes I found quite weak. So yeah, we could have done without this one. But we're getting to the good bits now. The second lip sync is where the queens get to produce, direct and star in their own lip sync from home. <gasps> I loved this. Did you love? This was so cute. Apparently this is um, what they do normally on Drag Race Thailand. In the finale, obviously not from home, but they do, they get to design their own kind of performance show and ah. they pick the song, they pick the, like everything. And I think it's a really good way to showcase yourself in the finale. So I'm kind of hoping they keep this next year, but obviously not from home, assuming we're out of this pandemic. Um, but they get to do it on the main stage. I always assumed the reason they couldn't do that is because there's always been such an issue with the show with um, song licensing. So if the Queens pick like a random song and it costs a fortune, and I assume even with this, there was issues. Like, I think, I don't think they got to choose any song in the world. Yeah. But two of the songs, I'm Like a Bird and Take On Me, I bet weren't the cheapest in the world either. So first up we got, and what a way to kick it off, Crystal's I'm Like a Bird. <laughs> Did you love this? I feel like this is the highlight of the finale. Loved it. I thought it was so inventive and kooky and fun and tongue-in-cheek. I thought it was brilliant. And sickening, literally, because she vomited in her own mouth, which was... <laughs> Did they show that? Did they what? Did they show that initially? I feel like I watched it and then the judges referred to it and I was like, I never saw that. Oh my God, mad. They showed it. I think it was a blink and you miss it moment. So. Oh, yeah, literally. I watched it. And then when the judges mentioned it, I was like, what? And then they showed a clip of it. And I was like, did they show that beforehand? Maybe I just the, wasn't paying attention. I think it was hard in this episode to keep focus because there's so much going on. Because I think the same thing happened to me with Jada at the end when she had the crown above her head. I missed that the first watch. But I guess that was cause, partly because it was split screen. But I have to bring up a controversy to do with Crystal's performance. Oh. Um. I think it's cultural appropriation for birds. No, I'm joking. Um, I've, I have heard, I don't know if this is true, but somebody on Reddit said that apparently Kim Chi on Work the World was doing I'm Like a Bird Dressed as a Bird. So... Oh, damn. I mean, I don't know if Crystal would have seen that. I guess it's not, like, the most groundbreaking idea in the world. I mean, it felt very refreshing just because Crystal did it in such a unique way, but if an established drag race queen has done it already, then... Well, it does hinder it a little bit for me, but I bet Kim Chi didn't do the vomiting in her mouth. Um, 
And anyway, I think Crystal doesn't like necessarily reinvent the wheel, but she has a point of view and because she's so charming, I think it's hard not to love. And that's why I think hands down, wings down, she won this round. So well done, Crystal. Uh, what did you make of Gigi's? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Me too. I love it. I mean, I love the song. It's Aha, Take On Me, famous number one, which I knew was obviously a big hit in this country. I didn't know if it was a big American hit. Uh, Aha, an American band or a British band? I don't even know. I don't know. I know the video was really famous. Yeah, which she references. I mean, she basically recreates it in this video. But the look she does is kind of Cruella de Vil meets like Dr. Frankenfurter with a bit of Madonna. And I just loved it. I always get Madonna vibes. I just thought her like choreography was really clever and smart. And like, I thought it was captivating. I love the set design. I when she did the little mirror moment. I love when she turned to black. I just thought it was really, really well done directed and I was like Gigi you were a star I totally agree I absolutely loved it however I'm going to bring up another controversy <laughs> I am the queen of bringing up controversies um so this one actually I think is true well I think the kimchi one is true but this one is official apparently Gigi was threatened with disqualification this week and the reason was um so basically this challenge involved them all recording this performance at home and sending it in. So it wasn't live like the other two. And Gigi recorded hers in a studio, um, not at home originally. And the drag race found out about it and apparently took her... I keep saying taking her to task. I've never said it before and today I just keep saying it. Um, They told her off and said she was going to be disqualified if she didn't do it again at home. So Gigi had to do this whole performance, which is quite elaborate, again at home to be still included in the finale, which is crazy. Damn. Imagine if she'd got disqualified and then they brought back Sherry Pie. (laughs) (laughs) As a secret winner. They were like, Sherry Pie, you've done some fucked up shit, but you did not break the rules of the lip sync, so we're going to have to bring you back because Gigi is a disgrace. But actually, I love the fact that if Gigi had to do all that twice, I don't know if she got to reuse the drawings. I assume she did. But that must have been really stressful for her. And no one can discredit Gigi. She really puts the work in. She does her research. She does her homework. Like with Snatch Game, she prepared. She's. I think she needs... I mean, she gets plenty of credit, but I don't think we should underestimate Gigi. She's really brought a lot to this competition. She's going to... I think she's going to be a front runner for a, a new All-Stars. I know, I feel like that's... I feel like she would kill an All-Stars, but I don't know if she'd have... Do you know, like, All-Stars is usually won by, like, a fan favourite, and I don't know if Gigi has the support, but I reckon she could easily come back a bit more humbled and would end up being quite a fan favourite. I think she would slay. I think she'd do, like, a Trinity Taylor. Mm. Or an Alaska All-Stars too. Um, so this is where I'm about to get Shade at Essence Hall with a third lip sync. Jada does Sierra, Get Up, that well-known classic. Not. <laughs> um, what did you think of this? I have to say, when she was started and she was, like, laying down on the sofa, her face was so gorgeous. Yeah. Jada is the best makeup artist on this series. Her makeup is stunning. Yeah, she really, really is an amazing makeup artist. Although she's naturally very beautiful, so... But I guess she knows what works for her. I liked... Obviously, it was a bit more basic than the two. A lot more basic. I think it shows you what you would get at a club. I liked... I mean, she could have moved... Or maybe her apartment is really small, I suppose. I live in a small flat. Mm-hmm. So she could, have, she could have taken the sofa out. It was just like she kept all her furniture in there. It's like, girl, at least give yourself some room. I mean, in a way, I found that quite endearing. Because I was like, this is the challenge. You're doing it from home. Let's see your home. But the the thing that offended me more than that is just like, it seems like they had a choice of a lot of songs and you could have done anything. That's such an opportunity. That's such a rare chance that any queen, even a drag race queen gets to like make a mark and do something that's uniquely you and pick any song and take it in any direction and just let your personality shine. Is that really the best she had to offer was dancing around to a Sierra song and not even goodies? It's very basic. I mean, we've seen Jada do better on the show and this is a challenge where she had the opportunity to like be the captain of her own ship. And I just think it's really forgettable. It's really bland. It's a huge missed, wasted opportunity. And that wig was, like, out of control. So it was, like, all over her face. Yeah. That wig was her fucking inner saboteur. I just... I think she's... It was cool she used her home. But for me, she lost by a long mile in this round. It wasn't even close. 
the other two Who were like... Who was your winner then between Crystal and Gigi? I would go with... I would go with Crystal, although I would like to know if my rumour I'm viciously spreading about kimchi is true. Because if it is, that does take a little bit of the shine off for me. But for me, they're quite close, Gigi and Crystal. I would give it to Crystal, but Jada is just lagging behind there. Um, So I would have liked to have known what I would have felt if I hadn't read the spoiler just before. Because I would have wondered maybe... I mean, did you have this feeling? Did you think maybe Jada was going to be cut at this point? No, I did think at this point, oh, maybe Crystal was in with a shot. I did think all three of them would go through. No, actually, yeah, I thought all three, I thought, no, from judging by that, I was like, there's no way they're going to cut one of them. Do you think maybe it was always the intention to have all three lip sync at the end? Or do you think they actually did take these performances into account? I think they would have cut Crystal if she'd done bad. That's what I think as well. They would always put the other two through. Yeah, I think Crystal performed so well with that bird that she meant, made herself uncuttable. Yeah. And I think with Jada, it was a case of, similar with Aquaria in season 10, where Aquaria kind of messed up her first lip sync, but they gave her a pass because they wanted her to win. And I think Jada didn't mess it up that bad, but I think everyone pretty much thinks she lost that second round. But then the first round was probably lost by Crystal. So really at this point, we're looking at Gigi being the front runner, which she's already the front runner in the season. So, I mean... I can see why a lot of fans thought that Gigi was going to win at this point. I still had the feeling that I just could not imagine Gigi's the crown being put on Gigi's head at the end of this year, at this moment in time. I think there's still a lot of, I know obviously in the light of this week's events, it's different, but I still think even prior to this week's events, there's still some reticence about celebrating thin white girls. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's been like a knock-on effect from... All-Stars, I think mainly, because with All-Stars we had... Well, actually, it was both. It was the same year we had Shea Coulee lose the crown to Sasha Velour, even though Shea Coulee had um, objectively done better than Sasha Velour in the competition. But Sasha Velour obviously beat her in the finale. And then we had, in the same year, All-Stars 3, Shangela, who seemed destined to win, be beaten at the last minute by Trixie. So two times where Queens of Colour were um, surpassed despite the fact they'd outperformed them by white queens in the competition, I think it just left a real bitter taste in the mouth of the fandom. And I think that was one of the reasons why All Stars 4, it became such a hot-button issue and why a lot of people thought that Monet ended up getting the crown, which I'm not saying is the reason, but why that became a conversation. And now I think there's a shadow over every season where we have it with the trans inclusion and we have it with the racism in the fandom. And I think to pretend that that's not being taken into consideration when we're crowning is when we're crowning that sounds like labor doesn't it um i think i think it is an element now yeah so i think you're right what i did find offensive was this skit of nina west with dolly parton i can't believe dolly parton agreed to do it i love the fact dolly parton was in the show but i i'm not even going to hold back on this anymore i think nina west came across very annoying creepy unbearable and she also cannot act you really find nina west creepy don't you it's like an allergy and I really feel bad because she seems like a nice person and it doesn't seem, it feels like kicking a puppy or something. But if they're going to keep bringing her back on the show, she's been featured quite heavily, they need to tell her to just tone it down a little bit because she's just really annoying. She just reminds me how bad her season was. When I, when I think of her and I think back last year, I was like, my God, it was a really bad season. Yeah, I remember when Nina was eliminated thinking, oh, that's a shame, she should have gone further. And now looking back, I'm like, how shit was that season that I thought Nina should have gone further? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Dolly Parton reveals that she's actually Leslie Jordan in drag. I know she's joking, but is she? Do you think someone had to explain to her who that was? I think she knows. I mean, she is basically a gay man, isn't she? I think she knows all that. Someone's there off camera. She's like, I'm who? Leslie Jordan? She's like, okay. And who am I? Dolly Parton. (laughs) Okay, cool. Let's go. (laughs) And she even referenced the show because Nina West asks her what she thinks of her dress and Dolly goes, meh, which I loved. Again, she probably didn't get the reference herself, but... It was funny. There was no tension at all about who would win Miss Congeniality, was there? No, none at all. I thought before it happened, I thought about it. I was like, no, there's only one option. Well, I thought maybe a dark horse option would be Rockham. Oh, yeah. Because I guess Rockham probably would have been shady if she'd stuck around. I think maybe not shady, but I think I can imagine her getting into like an emotional argument. Yeah. Oh, this was Heidi did the famous untucked, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But. It still came from a loving place because she was sticking up for Aiden. Yeah. I think I missed this, but I, I don't know. Is Miss Congeniality 
a fan vote now, or is it always voted by the cast? It's voted by the cast now. Uh, so I think that's been happening since Valentina, wasn't it? Because that's when everyone said, oh, it's not fair because she just won because she's fan favourite. So since then, I think they've always had the cast choose. How did Valentina just think... I mean, I liked Valentina season, but how does she get away with being fan favourite when she seems so polarising? Well, that was the thing. Everyone just voted for her because they like her, but she... Although she didn't really say anything nasty to anyone in her season. Uh, everyone kind of shaded her, but she always just kept smiling and kind of paid them dust. She was bitchy in the reunion, but by that point she'd already won. So, but yeah, I think she did change. Valentina changed so much about Drag Race. I don't think Lip Sync for the Crown would have happened if it wasn't for Valentina and Maskate. And I don't think Miss Congeniality would be voted for by cast. She just, yeah, she really changed everything. God bless you, Valentina. And your French vanilla fantasy. Valentina. Hello, it's me. And then the rest of the cast all get a $2,000 tip as well. Yay. Who are they? The Trevor Project? That's amazing. <laughs> but especially because they've not been getting tips during lockdown. So that's pretty cool. Um, what did you make of Evie Oddly's skit? I've got no time for Evie Oddly. <laughs> um, <laughs> were you not happy about her winning last year? No, I was with you. I was in, I like Silky. Oh my god, yeah, you did, didn't you? We are the only two people. <laughs> That's what brought us together for this. <laughs> we were the only yes. people in the Silky fan club. I keep watching. I do love watching Silky versus Brooklyn because Silky is such a mess in that lip sync. <laughs> and at one point, she just flops. She's when Silky just like jumps on her back on the floor and you're like, how are you not dead? <laughs> It's because she's so cushioned. It's it almost like she lands so... on a bouncy castle. And she had that brilliant wig reveal that was just kind of wasted. She didn't do it properly. Do you know when she like ripped her hair in two? Yeah, it's because all, is... all the wigs involved were cheap, but the, the ripping of the wig was a cool idea. It was such a good idea. And she just didn't do it at the right point and it wasn't like focused on the camera. And it was like, oh, babe, that was such a good idea that you've executed poorly. It was a really weird lip sync. Brooklyn also did a really cool reveal that I completely missed. Like, they didn't really highlight the reveals that were going on because she pulled oh, off her shoes. heels, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it didn't read that well. Yeah, I find Evie Oddly quite annoying as well. Um, I think she's cool and I did like her during the season, but she seems to have got more annoying since. And she seems to have got her lips done as well. Her lips looked fucking massive in this skit. Like, she was very raveny. Um, but I still think it's a shame for her that we didn't get to see what she would have done. Because, you know, now there's, ever since Violet Chachki crowned in season eight, uh, it's like a thing of, oh, what's the previous winner going to do? That but... is my favourite look ever on Drag Race. Violet's. Violet, the season eight finale. She looks yeah. stunning. And there have been good ones since. Like, Sasha Flo did a really good one with the kind of, like, apple thing. And then... Uh, whose was it last year? Aquaria. Aquaria did that bird one that was really cool. So I would have liked to see what Evie had done and she'd been able to like make a big like production of it. But she still looked cool here. I always like her aesthetic. And then we go into the last lip sync of season 12. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so they're all given the same materials, that like cheap silver dangly thing for fairness. I thought that was cute. And I think... Everything was really cleverly done here. It was all seamless. And the same with the reunion. I just think it could have been so easily had room for error and mistakes, but it just felt very slick. And I'm very impressed with what Drag Race have done under these hard conditions. Yeah. So kudos. Rudos to you. Um, what did you make of the final lip sync looks? Crystal's look is one of my favourites of this whole entire series. I thought it was stunning. Oh, really? I thought it was so intricate and busy and yet had a really clear silhouette at the same time i just thought when i saw it, I was like that is hand it has to be i mean off the top of my head my top i think we talked about this before my top looks are jade's purple look which i thought was just gorgeous yeah i'm with you on that one this crystal look is generally up there mm-hmm. what other looks have been stunning this series mine was crystal's corpse bride i did love corpse bride Gigi's dior which i know you didn't like oh, that yeah, much, did you? Yeah, you loved. I'd like, I didn't mind it. It was a bit simple for me. I also really liked Crystal's Freddy Krueger. That was gorgeous. I, there must have been others I liked. What else did I like? I mean, I loved Crystal's um, makeover thing, but that wasn't really, like, fashion. I actually liked that one where Sherry Pie came out and had, like, a voodoo doll and had those weird eyes. But I guess... Oh, yeah. Actually, I just liked a lot. I liked a lot of Sherry's looks. 
I can't stop mentioning cherry pie. What's wrong with me? Um, so I did. I agree with you. I love Crystal's look. Here. I don't love it as much as you do. I like it, but I, I, I thought straight away it's not good for a lip sync. Um, did you get that Gigi was doing Dorothy? Yeah, and I just wasn't feeling it. Well, there's been a lot of debate about this because obviously we're going to get a reveal. Um, and I think it, the intention was obviously because Wizard of Oz goes from black and white to colour. But did Gigi's first dress read as like black and white? Oh, a lot of people are saying they read it more as like turquoise and then the dress just got more turquoise. Turquoise? Turquoise? Well, I read it as black and white. It just felt like that number, that outfit would work if you were doing a Wizard of Oz number. But doing a pop song yeah. didn't read. It's like, no, if you were doing Somewhere of the Rainbow, I'd be like, this is amazing and gag worthy. But you're just doing that to a pop song doesn't really make sense to me. Well, people were speculating that they think, because obviously they've had a long time to prepare for what they would assume was a lip sync for The Crown, but they may not have known all along that it was going to be from home. So maybe Gigi had planned this before she knew the song, which we all know is a terrible idea because that's what Asia did with the butterflies. Oh, the terrible butterflies. Whereas Sasha Velour, obviously the reason she set the, the standard so high is because she picked her reveals to go with the songs. And depending on what songs she got, she had different reveals planned. And it seems like people still haven't learned that lesson. So Gigi was going to do Dorothy no matter what the song was, I think. Whereas Jada's would have worked with pretty much any outfit. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of orange, but obviously with Jada's skin, that is exactly where orange is going to look amazing. And this is one of the only outfits she's worn on the show that she hasn't made, I believe. She did have a designer for this one. So she looked good. They all look good, but I'm not gagging over any of them, I must admit. I was gagged over crystals. It's quite interesting that we're getting another Destiny's Child lip sync. We had Bootylicious last year, as we just mentioned, because Destiny's Child is actually an origin of why lip syncs have been difficult on the show. Because season one, they used one without paying for it. And that's why <laughs> season one became such a, a lost season, because it took them so long to get the rights. So you would think they'd just avoid Destiny's Child music. Was it Beyonce holding it up? Because I, Mich- I bet Michelle was after the money. She's like, give them the rights, I need the money. <laughs> well, they used, maybe it was just with one writer, because they used Say My Name, I think. And I think they used one Beyonce song. I think maybe Freakum Dress at some point. And I think it was those that really held things up. But I, I find it weird that they're now using Destiny's Child songs, but we've still never had a Beyonce lip sync on the show. A proper one. Oh, really? Yes, it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure what the right choice would be. Because like Crazy yeah, in Love I've... maybe is a bit chaotic. Single Ladies has an iconic dance. Maybe it's... Not the right choice. I don't know. Her new stuff's not very lip sync, is it? No. Not really, because it's got such like a point of view. Like formation would just not work yeah. with a white queen doing it. And maybe Drunken Love would be good. I don't know. Um, so who do you think won the finale lip sync? I think Jada won that finale lip sync. I agree. I say Crystal didn't do I mean, Crystal was never going to do any, anything. So she was just pottering about by the side. <laughs> Gigi was planning her reveals. But like I say, it just wasn't... You're just like, this doesn't match the song, babes. Apparently, Crystal was doing moves from Savage, you know, the current um, Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce hit. Oh. I didn't, I haven't seen that video, so I didn't get the reference. And apparently she's doing TikTok moves as well. Um, so I think she was playing to a younger audience, but it was lost on me. Um, Chris, Gigi, yeah, I agree. Her reveals were... They were good, but they just weren't good enough. But when she ripped off her shoes and revealed the red shoes and then the music stopped, to me that seemed like a very favourable edit for the reveal. Yeah. So I would have... I knew Jade had won at this point, but I did wonder if I'd seen that and I thought, shit, they're going to give it to Gigi because they just really let that reveal pop with that slowdown. I'd say my favourite was when Jada pulled the cape up and the crown was above her head. I was like, you won, you won. That was amazing. And actually, whenever I imagine what I would do in a lip sync for The Crown, I always imagined um, my, this was my plan. I'm not going to do it anymore. But I was going to have a big wig on my head and rip it off. But instead of another wig underneath, it was a crown with a, like a little wig in the middle. And I think that would have been really cool. But now I think I'd just be seen as copying Jada. So I'm going to have to think of something else. Aww. Maybe I'll reveal myself into the Tin Man or something from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, I have to mention as well, we skipped to the end, but Jada's first reveal I thought was clumsy. I don't know if that's even a reveal, but you know the cloak coming off? She kind of didn't... Yeah, I didn't like the cloak. No, and she, she took too long to get it off. 
Like, Brooklyn did it last year and took it off in a second, which is how you should do it. But Jada, mm, that was a point against her. But overall, I do think she won, especially with that crown reveal. So were you sure at this point that Jada had won? Yes. I think at this point, I was like, Jada just won that. Yeah, I think I was sure Jada had won. So you were sure, I was sure, because I'd seen a fucking spoiler. And she did. The winner is Jada Essence Hall. Yay! And she says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to look over there? They are beating that round the head, aren't they? That's not the right saying. Yeah. And I have to say, we didn't, I don't think, I mean, correct us wrong, if if I'm wrong, listeners, I don't think either of us had her pegged. Did we, as like a finalist? I I think I have pegged her as a finalist since the beginning, to be fair. Oh, I see. I pegged her as like an Akira, I've got Akira Davenport. What happened to so I just remember that name. It's like, my God, she just like faded into the ether, didn't she? Sorry, that's is that really mean? No, even during the season, I didn't remember Akira. She was very quiet. Yeah. I was getting uh, Akira vibes at the start of Jada. I oh, no. I... I was not featuring... I was very anti-Crystal from the Meet the Queens. I remember that. Go back to the Meet, I'll Meet the Queens episode. I was not here for Crystal. I was meant to re-listen to it. I wanted to, because I think I did peg Jada as a potential winner. I think I pegged Gigi and Jada as potential winners, so I think I did quite well with you this. definitely pegged Gigi. Yeah. I pegged Britta, which shows how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but then towards, as we recapped more recently, I kept thinking, I just had this feeling Crystal was going to take it at the end. And I still think there was an... A possibility she could have if things had worked out differently. Uh, there just seemed to be this weird momentum with her that I haven't seen many times from someone who started off so averagely. Just she seemed to be galloping past, and she really had the fans on the side. Oh, definitely. I think she's going to become like a Katya, like a really beloved quirky queen that probably never wins a crown, but is just one of the overall favorites. And I have to say. Um, this is one of my favourite things about Drag Race finales. And if you guys haven't done it, you should. You should watch the reaction video. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's really good because it's so sweet. They're all so supportive of each other. They love each other. Crystal's makeup looks, I think, the best it's ever looked in that reaction video. Um, <clears throat> Jada's reaction is so sweet. They're all crying. It's really, really nice. So, I mean, I actually thought maybe they would have included the live reaction in the finale because it's from home. It's weird they didn't do that. But, yeah, you should definitely check that out. And would you mind if we do a two, two, two to the moon? Yeah, here we go. Right. To round off season 12. Three, two, one. Two, 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 two to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. Come on and take me away. Two, 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 two to the moon. Right, let's get this webcam on. Hey, we actually saw earlier what you were wearing. So the reveal is ruined, but let's have a look. Sorry, it's dark in here. Gay men are used to dark rooms, it's fine. Um, so we've got a white t-shirt with what appears to be a duck. Is that a duck? I'll get it in closer. Oh, it's a badger. Is it a fox? It's a fox. Oh, wow, I thought the nose was a beak. <laughs> and the fox is smoking a menthol cigarette? It's got like a cigarette holder. It's like a posh fox <laughs> with a monocle. And don't you have a stuffed fox in the background? Yeah, I do have the taxidermy fox. You're fox obsessed. Why? Is it a sexual thing? What's the deal with all the foxes? I do love foxes. Not in a sexual way, but I do like uh, looking at them out the window. (laughs) While masturbating. Well, that sounds pretty sexual to me. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Moon. Oh, thanks, guys. uh, I've enjoyed the season. It's been an amazing season. I think it's in one of my... It's probably in my top four of all time, I would say, not counting all stars. It's been such a strong season. It's been really good. And Charlie, obviously I want to thank you for hosting with me. And you're going to be taking a break because we've been doing Drag Race relentlessly. So much drag. But we shall still be ploughing on with All Stars 5 of next week. And hopefully you'll be back, 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 back again in the future. Yes. (laughs) So thank you. With all the Drag Race. Let's hope UK comes back. Fingers crossed. I think it will. I think it'll just come later than expected. And I think at some point Canada is soon as well. And that's Brooklyn Heights, right? Brooklyn hosting, yes. And any word on um, Drag Race Australia? I know it's happening, but I don't know if they filmed it or when it's due or anything like that. But Is it with Courtney? No, because they hate Courtney. It should be with Courtney. It's not with RuPaul, is it? Ru's not doing it, but I don't know who is. I have a feeling it might be Karen from Finance. Um, oh my God, get Danny Minogue. 
Oh my god, Danny Minogue would be really good. That's a good show. She did um, Australia's Got Talent as well, didn't she? Get Danny Minogue in there and uh... put the needle on it. I'll tell you where I want it. That's a good song. That's who they need exactly. Danny Minogue and Gina G. Is she Australian? Yeah. Ooh ah, uh, just a little bit. Ooh ah, uh, little bit more. I know she, but did she represent us? Yeah, but that was back when Australia wasn't in it. Oh, interesting. Oh, really? I didn't know she was Australian. Yeah, well, I'm almost certain. Wait, should we just do a little Google just to double check? I think she didn't win Eurovision. I think she came like second or something. Yeah, she's Australian. She's she's Australian. Oh, yeah, we want Danny Minogue. We want Gina G and we want Courtney Act. There we go, producers. Listen to us. But until then, we've got All Stars 5, which we will be recapping next week because they don't even give us a little breather. And I can't wait for that. Um, So we shall see you then. And until next time, let's click it out. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you all. Bye.